Part four, propositions seventy one to seventy three of the Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Meilinger. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Elves. Part four, propositions seventy one to seventy three. Proposition 71. Only free men are thoroughly grateful one to another. Proof. Only free men are thoroughly useful one to another, and associated among themselves by the closest necessity of friendship. Part 4. Proposition 35. And Corollary 1. Only such men endeavor, with mutual zeal of love, to confer benefits on each other. Part 4. Proposition 37. And therefore, only they are thoroughly grateful one to another. Quoderodemusrandum. Note. The goodwill, which men who are led by blind desire have for one another, is generally a bargaining or enticement, rather than pure goodwill. Moreover, ingratitude is not an emotion. Yet it is base, inasmuch as it generally shows, that a man is affected by excessive hatred, anger, pride, avarice, etc. He who, by reason of his folly, knows not how to return benefits, is not ungrateful, much less he who is not gained over by the gifts of a courtesan to serve her lust, or by a thief to conceal his theft, or by any similar persons. Contrariwise, such an one shows a constant mind, inasmuch as he cannot by any gifts be corrupted to his own or the general hurt. Proposition 72. The free man never acts fraudulently, but always in good faith. Proof. If it be asked, what should a man's conduct be in a case where he could, by breaking faith, free himself from the danger of present death? Would not his plan of self-preservation completely persuade him to deceive? This may be answered by pointing out that, if reason persuaded him to act thus, it would persuade all men to act in a similar manner, in which case reason would persuade men not to agree in good faith, to unite their forces, or to have laws in common, that is, not to have any general laws, which is absurd. Proposition 73. The man who is guided by reason is more free in a state where he lives under a general system of law than in solitude where he is independent. Proof. The man who is guided by reason does not obey through fear. Part 4. Proposition 63. But, in so far as he endeavors to preserve his being according to the dictates of reason, that is, Part 4. Proposition 66. Note. In so far as he endeavors to live in freedom, he desires to order his life according to the general good. Part 4. Proposition 37. And consequently, as we showed in Part 4, Proposition 37, Note 2, to live according to the laws of his country. Therefore the free man, in order to enjoy greater freedom, desires to possess the general rights of citizenship. Quod erat demonstrandum. Note. These and similar observations, which we have made on man's true freedom, may be referred to strength, that is, to courage and nobility of character. Part 3. Proposition 59. Note. 
I do not think it worth while to prove separately all the properties of strength, much less need I show that he that is strong hates no man, is angry with no man, envies no man, is indignant with no man, despises no man, and least of all things is proud. These propositions, and all that relate to the true way of life and religion, are easily proved from part four, proposition thirty seven, and part four, proposition forty six, namely, that hatred should be overcome with love, and that every man should desire for others the good which he seeks for himself. We may also repeat what we drew attention to in the note to part four, proposition fifty, and in other places, namely, that a strong man has ever first in his thoughts, that all things follow from the necessity of the divine nature, so that whatsoever he deems to be hurtful and evil, and whatsoever, accordingly, seems to him impious, horrible, unjust, and base, assumes that appearance owing to his own disordered, fragmentary, and confused view of the universe. Wherefore, he strives before all things to conceive things as they really are, and to remove the hindrances to true knowledge, such as are hatred, anger, envy, derision, pride, and similar emotions, which I have mentioned above. Thus he endeavours, as we said before, as far as in him lies, to do good, and to go on his way rejoicing. How far human virtue is capable of attaining to such a condition, and what its powers may be, I will prove in the following part. End of part 4 Propositions 71 to 73